right, I'm going to read the uh, first graph of a Tribune story and then bring in J. Patrick Kulikan from Minnesota Reformer. School segregation alone doesn't violate the Minnesota Constitution, but it might if the racial imbalance is a substantial factor in inadequate education, according to the Supreme Court. I'll read one more graph here. The ruling released Wednesday in the long-running Cruz-Guzman lawsuit against the state set the legal parameters for the case in the Hennepin County District Court. Just a little bit more. Plaintiffs in this case argue that the Minnesota legislature, Department of Education, state government, should be held liable for dismal academic outcomes of black and Latino students. The suit notes that Minneapolis and St. Paul school districts are more racially segregated than surrounding districts, and students of color have long posted lower math and reading scores on standardized tests. I encourage you to read Minnesota Reformer on a regular basis. There's a smorgasbord of good sites out there in this town, not just the Star Tribune and Pioneer Press and Minnesota Reformer should be in the mix. J. Patrick Kulikan has joined us before. His story has this headline. Minnesota Supreme Court gets us closer to ending the travesty of Minnesota school segregation. Patrick is with us like all our guests on the John Schuster Coldwall Banker Hotline. Before we get into some of the specifics, Patrick, and thank you for coming on, what was your overall reading of what the court had to say? Well, I think it's a it's a victory for the parents, and that's what legal analysts are telling us. Uh, there's essentially one more step that they have to take, and that is to prove that the racial segregation uh, plays some role in the racial uh, disparities that we see in our educational outcomes. And uh, there, there's a good argument to be made that that's not going to be that hard because there's been a lot of empirical evidence over decades showing that a racial segregation has an impact on uh, academic disparities. So I, I think a good day for the parents. And uh, I, I think that it would be a political and educational earthquake, um, potentially, if if uh, this goes to trial and, and there's a sweeping verdict. Let's say that does happen. And there is a sweeping verdict. What happens after that? Well, the the, the two sides, uh, or all the parties actually, because the charter schools are also involved, uh, did come to some um, a settlement, uh, and the legislature uh, chose not to act on it at all in 2021. There's probably some decent reasons for that, like the there was the pandemic, of course, was going on, and we had divided government. Uh, but honestly, I think there was a, a fair amount of political cowardice as well. Um, so in that settlement, you know, there was a, a, a mix of, of busing and uh, um, new magnet schools. Uh, and, and so I think you would see a, a metro-wide solution put in place to desegregate our schools. Um, and, uh, and I think that's, that's, that's very possible that that would be the outcome. And... Um, and the question is, can the politicians bring themselves to do it in, in what would be um, very politically uh, fraught territory? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they don't, will the court force them to? Yep. So we know this. This has been out here for decades and decades in the state of Minnesota, where 
many times and seemingly all across the country, test scores have slipped. But there are many, many times when overall test scores in Minnesota are very good. But then you see the disparity between white kids and people of color. And at times, Patrick, you know this, the difference between whites and, and, and kids of color and testing scores as bad as any state in the nation. Pretty stunning. So if this dramatic change happens, are we saying that parents who have moved to a certain location because they believe in that district, that their kids wouldn't automatically go to that school and other kids who are in the area where, let's be honest, there is a greater concentration of kids of color and their test scores haven't matched up for decades compared to these other schools that they would be they would face no other choice but to go to different schools to try to give greater balance to this and to try to give the kids of color a greater opportunity to have the same education chances that these other kids have had. Well, I, I, I gather what you're suggesting is that would, uh, would white kids be bused from Edina into uh, Minneapolis? I mean, is that kind of where you're going? There? Well, it's both ways too. You know, what, what do we yeah. see when we're trying to create a system that is more equal and more fair? What then happens if we get this next ruling? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's it's that's why we say it's politically fraught, because uh, there's going to be people who are upset with the outcome. I think one thing to keep in mind is that when we desegregate schools, um, very often the outcome is not better, not just for uh, for for black kids or Latino kids in this case, um, but it also can be better for white kids. Um, and, and because you're better off if you're in a school that uh, is a more integrated because it gives you the kind of life life skills that For you're sure. going to need, not just to be a good citizen, but also to be a good professional uh, or prepare you for the, for the workplace. I think we, we should uh, pay attention to this. Not only do we have these really bad disparities, but this is the emerging, the growing part of the population. Uh, the, the portion of our student body that is uh, black, Latino, indigenous, mixed race, it grows every year. And it's approaching 40%. Yep. This is Minnesota's future. So if you don't take care of this problem, um, th- then it's, it's going to become a much bigger problem later on. I agree with a thousand percent. I, I, I've said this over and over again that, I mean, for so many in so many aspects of life, including schools, it's, it's, and it's unfortunate that it's a matter of, your good fortune that you happen to be in an area when some of the greater advantages of schools are available to you. And it's, it's, it's very unfortunate and unfair if you're not in that position. I just am trying to make the point of wanting those kids to have the same opportunity, how we arrive there. <clears throat> and you've nailed it a couple times. This is going to be a large political battle. And I'm trying to figure out how we balance out what the courts may be saying in its binding and then the political battle and then practically how we execute it. I want to see more kids have that opportunity. I I just think it's going to, man, it's going to be a twisting road how we get there. 
it's going to be very difficult. I think people, when they when they uh, think of school desegregation, they hear they hear the word busing in their yep. mind. Sure. They they see uh, people throwing rocks at school buses in Boston, um, or they see the the city of Detroit completely emptied out. And and certainly we don't want that. Um, but I, I think that desegregation and school integration have gotten a bad rap. Um, it, Largely because of because of all that negative uh, political and media uh, that surrounded those desegregation uh, efforts, but in in the South, where desegregation was legally required, um, it wasn't done for long enough. Um, but there's plenty of research to show that where where we did it uh, for about 15 years, from the early 70s to to the late 80s, we really did it in earnest. It worked well not just for black kids, but for white kids too. Uh, and, and it's kind of the only thing that we we've seen work consistently. Yep. And certainly uh, Minnesota should know that because we've tried a lot of other things. Um, you know, school choice, um, open enrollment, we've tried uh, charter schools. And while it's true that uh, the, these solutions have been effective for some kids, it's only been effective for the kids with really engaged parents because I think the system we have now is you're you're kind of you're in it for your uh, you're kind of on your own if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you're if you're a parent uh, of engagement and means you no matter your race you can go find a good education public education free public education for your child uh, and and that is the advantage of the Minnesota system and and that's why it's doing well for a lot of kids and a lot of families. Um, but then there's there's a whole set of families um, who are being left behind. And th- that's what needs to be addressed, I think, in this litigation. Uh, Patrick's column is available to you, minnesotareformer.com. It's a very interesting topic. It is a topic which has been discussed for a long time, and it is right back in the news off this Supreme Court ruling, which may lead to another ruling. Patrick, I uh, enjoy your work. I appreciate you coming on. We will reach out again. Thank you. Patrick Kulikan, what do you want to say about this? Because he's 100% right. Schools are better when they are more reflective of society. There's no denying that. How we get there is the challenge. There is no denying this uh, disastrous test score problem we have had for decades where whites are here and kids of color are well below. There's all sorts of factors tied to this. Uh, parental guardian involvement is way up on the list. Uh, quality of teachers, continuity of teachers, opportunities at some schools which are not there. So I hope we all believe in our opportunities for an education when we're talking about elementary, middle, and high school shouldn't be based on where my parents are living and and what finances they might have available because if uh, my parents have that and somebody else's parents don't, think about the dominoes that sets up the potential. Not everyone, not everyone, but the potential dominoes this sets up for the rest of life just out of good fortune. And I know good fortune plays a part in a lot of things. But we're really going to continue to say in this state that we're going to have these disparities and – We do have open enrollment. We do have charter schools, but we still have these enormous differences, and we're just going to say, too bad. We're just going to stay at status quo because that should not be an option. What do you want to say about this?
What should happen next? What is fair? What is realistic? I would love to get feedback on this. 651-461-9226.